right, guys, welcome to another episode of the Lawn Care Leaders Podcast. I am your show host, Britt Dowd. I am joined today by Zach Miller of Intentional Growth Advisors. How you doing, Zach? Hey, I'm doing well, Britter. Just uh, just enjoying the last few uh, weeks of summer here. How are you? Oh, doing great, man. Doing great. Yep. Last few weeks of summer, we're heading into fall season, which is a, a big time for mm-hmm. lawn and landscape professionals. We've got leaf cleanup. We got seed jobs. We got people thinking about shutting their irrigation systems down. Uh, we got those crazy people putting up Christmas lights before Halloween is even here. <laughs> it's good times, man. So what have you been up to, Zach? It is. And actually, that reminds me. I mean, I've been chatting with clients these last few weeks and, and for the 2020 projections, Man, September and October are always huge months for cash flow. So oh, yeah. I know everybody's excited. I'm excited on the accounting and finance end. Um, I'm excited for all you owners that out there. And, you know, you guys work so hard. You guys deserve to have some really good cash flow this time of year. Love it. Love it. Yeah, it's it's quarter three, but it's like the fourth quarter of the lawn and landscape business game. It is. It, this is the time to put points on the board going into winter. Everybody's out there shuffling around. Grabbing nuts, storing them in the tree, getting getting getting, getting ready for winter, man. Uh, uh, it is. I didn't know where you were going with that analogy, but that ended up perfect. That's that's exactly what you're doing. You, you were just worried when I said the word nuts. <laughs> I was. I I got all stressed on my end, like I always do. But you brought it around. Yeah. It, it, yep. it makes sense. You're right. This is when uh, this is when you kind of start to give yourself that runway going into winter for 2021. You know, you busted on marketing for aerating and seeding. Hopefully you land a good chunk. You save up some cash to get you through the winter. Invest for next year, and you take off. You know, love it, love it. Before we get into this, Zach, we're we're gonna we're gonna yeah. go over some really good stuff. Um, oh yeah. What's give us something that's going on in your personal life? Let people dive into what what's been going on personally. Not not with clients, not with the IGA yeah. clients. Uh, <laughs> give us a funny story or something within the past week. Oh yeah. Well, my wife and I, I mean, I, we talked about in some of the past episodes, we are expecting a child in December, a little baby boy that we're getting super excited for. Um, but just a lot of, whew, a lot of stress, a lot of planning, a lot of unknowns on our end. It's our first child. Mm-hmm. I don't have really any, a lot of younger cousins or I have a few nieces and nephews now, but not a lot of experience with babies. So just trying to figure out, man, all the, all the crap you got to buy. You know, to ensure this, ensure this child has a spot, not just to sleep nowadays, but it's like to bounce around, to pack and play, to be carried in swaddling clothes. Like, there's just a lot of stuff. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you know? me up. I do know, it's, man. Your, your, your CPA brain is going wild. You're like, my personal budget is going out the window. Yeah. The 2020 projections were, they were off. I was under projection, no doubt. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, go I ahead and double doubled the diaper budget. Um, you, I mean, yes. if she's not if she's not breastfeeding, let's just oh. be honest, you're screwed. Just go ahead, <laughs> account for a couple hundred extra bucks out the window just in formula. Yeah, and just all of the equipment. It's like a big capex expense. I don't know. It's just a lot more than I expected. I, I guess for the equipment for a child. And I, I always tell my wife, I'm like, the equipment. People have been. <laughs> Aaron has to listen to this show. <laughs> People have been raising children for 3,000 years. So with like 
with almost nothing. Like, do we really need all this stuff? No, I guess you don't need it. And then just pray, (laughs) just pray that the second one is a boy, because that's where you'll capitalize on your investment, Zach. There you it go. Is. You reuse all the clothes. <laughs> you know, you know, my mom, yep. she always hates, she hasn't said anything. So if she listens to this episode, it'll be funny. But like anytime, uh-huh. like I say like, oh yeah, that was Remy's uh, shirt. And those are her shoes. Like she hates hand-me-downs. Like she wants Sage to have her own like nice oh, new clothes. And, and we, we get them occasionally, but it's like, yeah. Oh yeah. You oh got mom. To, she's, but. she's got some hand-me-downs for sure. We're, we're just going to keep on, <laughs> on, on maximizing this. So. Yeah, your first child, you eat the cost. And then the second one, your ROI is a lot higher. That's the goal. Yeah. But I don't know, not if you're always getting new stuff. So. And then by the yeah, third it's, and it's fourth, the, by the third and fourth kid, they're kind of like, they're learning from each other. And so one starts to raise the yeah. next. And then by the time you get to five or six, they're self-sufficient. Because the first, <laughs> exactly. two, the first two are like parents already. And then the, yeah. you get tax breaks like crazy. That's That's another show. <laughs> Yeah, the, the ROI of children, we can run the analysis on that for next time, but I'm fighting through it right now for everyone else out there that are getting into the children's scene, I feel for you. But it's an exciting time, so we're pumped. I just love that you said, the, the equipment needed for these for these Man, children, swaddling clothes and tote them around, and yeah. The investment, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a fun time. So that's what's been going on in the Miller household. Man, I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to like Pampers and Huggies and see if we can get them to sponsor this, this segment. Yeah. I'll say it as many times as I need on a podcast to get some discount. I'm in. Just throw it in. <laughs> so we're going to, uh, Pampers, Pampers. we're going to talk about, am I priced correctly? Pampers. <laughs> All right, Zach. So we're going to be talking about two things today. Am I priced correctly? Do you have an outline to analyze margins and pricing within your company? Um, so I want you to just kind of talk about the importance of this topic and we're going to go over a, we're going to outline this in a simple format, a seven step process, um, to make sure that you're maximizing your margin to grow your company. And it all starts with, am I priced correctly? So just Zach, that's what I want you to, to start off with today is, is why is this topic so important? for small business owners in the lawn and landscape business. Yeah. Uh, well, well said, Britt. Well, I think it kind of comes down to this in a nutshell. Um, you can go out and you can land all of the clients in your geographical area. You could have the very best equipment possible for your industry. You may have, you know, five to 10 guys that are busting their tail. Some of the best workers you could get. But at the end of the day, if you are underpricing your services, you still will make absolutely no money. And it's basically all for nothing. And on the opposite end of that is, if you have this perfect setup of a team, of equipment, of a business, and you're out there overpricing jobs because you think that's what you need to break even, you're going to kill yourself on top line because you're going to be losing so many clients with being overpriced. So I think we just, first we want to say the importance of pricing cannot be overstated. It's really what drives the margin and the net income of your business, which in turn drives the growth you know, of your business. If you aren't keeping any of the money after expenses that you're making, then your business simply is not going to grow. And that starts with pricing and analyzing your margins. So I think today, Britt has this awesome, we just chatted, this awesome kind of seven-step process that he's talked about going through for analyzing your pricing and your margins. because 
I think we've established it's extremely important if you're over or underpriced. But the only way to know that is by sitting down and consistently analyzing where your numbers are at and how much money you're making. So, so Brad, I hope that kind of gives you, you know, a good base to go with there. But I think, um, I think you definitely have the next step, which is, okay, we know this pricing. We know margins are super important to our business. What are the processes, what are the steps we need to take to be looking at those things? Yeah, so good, Zach. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. And it, we can't, Zach and I, in, in these 15, 20 minutes, whatever it's going to be, we can't express to you enough that changing this one simple step could literally change the course of your business. And we're going to outline that with our, with this little seven step wheel. So what I would like you to do is get out a piece of paper and I want you to write down in a circle one at the top and then just kind of go clockwise from there. So one, two, three, all the way to step seven. And we're going to fill those in. But as Zach was talking, I was, I was also remembering back to some of my earlier days. And I, I wanted to speak to this before we dive into the, to the wheel the uh, the wheel of uh, what are we going to call it? The wheel of pricing. I don't know, Zach. The, the wheel of pricing and profits. The wheel yep. of pricing and profits, <laughs> sponsored by Pampers. Um, <laughs> Get that alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> We're having some fun today, Zach. We are. It's a good day. It's Man, a good day this in long is great. Care. It always is a good day in long care. Uh, I wish I yeah. could go over and, and pet your uh, bird dog and say hi to Aaron <laughs> and have a Pepsi with you right now. We're having such a good time. Uh, it is. Life in the Midwest is good. Oh, it, is. it is good. Um, so I was thinking two things. One, don't price based on your feelings and don't price based off of what services you're offering currently. So what I mean by that is I remember back, uh, and I'm telling you guys something that I did wrong. So this is not me just preaching on a soapbox. I remember I would be mowing and a client would come out and it would be the end of the day and they would ask me to do something. And yes, we offered that service, but it was something that I knew like it was painful. It was a weird mulch job or it was a removal job, then mulch, whatever. And I would price it based off of how I was feeling in the moment. And I know that sounds stupid, but I know that there's got to be other people out there that are doing that. So I just want to remind you guys about that. This outline that we're going to set in place gives you a guideline. It gives you parameters. It gives you a scorecard where you can look at and say, okay, here's the job. Here's their, what they're wanting. Here is my prices within my company. You're not just pulling something out of the hat and saying, you know what? I think that's going to take me about two and a half hours. I'm going to pull over there. It's going to take me a little gas, take me a little time, maybe more than two and a half. I don't know. If they add something, I'll throw in 50 bucks. You know, my, my hourly rates that it happens so easily, Zach. You pull up to a job, you're tired, neighbor comes out, and so you just price it to where you almost don't want to get it, but if you do get it, you're like, woohoo, like we're making some money now. And so don't don't want the guys to do that. The other thing is be careful whenever you start to add a new service or it's something a little bit outside. So I've been DMing back and forth with uh, quite a few business owners actually about the upcoming fall aerating and seeding. And a lot of mowing guys I'm seeing are priced super, super, super high for aerating and seeding, which let me tell you this. If you are selling a lot of those, that's awesome. I want to pick your brain. I want to see how you're doing it. But my fear is that since that is outside of your comfort zone, 
you have just picked a very, very high price point because it does not fit in efficiently within your route. And so if you have to go out of your way or it's just kind of an annoyance at this point because you're only going to get four of them, then you actually are hurting yourself. And Zach, I want your true honest honest opinion on this. So a guy has Mm -hmm. like 40 to 60 mowing accounts and then he starts getting requests for aerating and seeding and he prices it so high so that the ones he does get, he's making like 60% margins, but he's also kind of shooting himself in the foot, right? I mean... He he could be get he could be getting more of those jobs at a more competitive price point and still be making good profit. What what's your opinion on that? Yeah, you're exactly right. And going back to kind of what you were saying towards the beginning there is that sometimes on this pricing stuff you may just throw your you know, throw a number out there and it over time it's gonna be close at times and you are gonna make money. But just like with overpricing, aerating and seeding, the the most likely outcome is in the long run, it's going to be tough to scale your business high or low. Yeah. Take the high end. Like we said, yeah, for this year, your margins may be strong, but in all likelihood, you're not going to be able to scale and, you know, really maximize the growth of your business year mm-hmm. after year. If your prices are 15% higher than the competitor, so you'll good. probably stay pretty stagnant. And then on the low end, yeah, you're going to be gaining all of these clients and maximizing growth year after year. But, you're basically just breaking even because your costs are eating up so much of your revenue that you're not going to have anything left over. So on the back and front end, yeah, you may be, and we see this with our clients, like you've been saying, Brett, I've talked to guys in the same boat. They're getting by, they're getting some clients, but at the end of the day, they just don't know if they're over or under pricing because they're not seeing the growth they want. So that's why we're talking about it. it. It's a real battle for all owners. It's not just you. It's not just you listeners out there. You're not the only one, I can promise you that. Man, man, that is so good. That is that is really, really good, Zach. I, uh, the key word that you just said there, the one that stuck out to me was scale. Like that is just like, boom, you just punched it right in the face. You, A lot mm-hmm. of guys that are pricing this are solopreneurs or it's just them and one other guy in the truck. And I think that they they stay in that situation and they're not thinking about 10 years down the road about duplicating themselves or, and it's okay if you want to stay that way and and you know your prices and you're competitive, great. But I think the key word that you just said is, is it scalable? Is it repeatable? And and can you duplicate that process somewhere else? Um, So that, that was huge. Well, let's dive into this, man. Um, We've got the, we've got the pricing and profit wheel here. So our, our listeners now have steps one through seven. So, First step, Zach, is know my cost, all right? What are, what are my mm-hmm. hard costs to perform the service? And when doing this, we are also, we're looking at things, we're looking at certain indicators, like what is the square footage of the property so that I can know my cost? What is the time it's going to take me on the property so that I can know my cost? What is my inventory inventory requirement on this landscape or hardscape job? to know my cost. All right. So you're jotting all those down, but number one is know my cost. Number two is know my margin goal. So I want to be making 20% profit. All right. So here's my goal. I want to, I want to do 250 grand in revenue this year and I want 20% profit. Okay. So now we know what our margin goal is and thus we're going to be able to start to 
get a little more narrow on what my price point is. So number one, know my cost. Number two, know my mm-hmm. margin goal. Number three, Zach, is what mm-hmm. uh, most people start at. Price, job, based off of one and two. So number three is you're going back and now you're pricing the job at step three. And so what yep. What I, I want you, want, well, you, man, I am struggling. What I want you <laughs> to speak to is most people start there. Yeah, you're exactly right. And one of the main reasons they start there is because they haven't come up with a process or a consistent routine where they do check their costs or their numbers. Think about it. If you're jumping into a season and you're wanting to set a margin goal, but you've never in your life even looked at what your margins are year to year, you have no idea what your net income is and your net profit percentage, it is going to be tough. And that's why you have to kind of do steps one and two. First, jump in. Get in this routine where you do know what your previous margins have been and get in a routine where you are analyzing your monthly costs and then it'll push you to three where you can price based on your costs, like Britt's saying. Um, one other piece on the cost I'd like to speak to because I see this a lot is when, when we owners price something, we just count the direct material and direct labor and sometimes it's easy to forget you have to capture your overhead costs in your pricing as well. So the admin, the HR person back at the office, maybe it's your advertising costs, maybe it's rent for your building, you know, all of those costs, they have to be captured, you know, at a rate within that pricing as well. So something not to forget. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And that's where like having somebody come alongside you, like that's where intentional growth advisors adds extreme value is you may have your hard costs, you you may know your margin goal, but now step three, you're starting to bid out jobs. And now you're just doing, doing, doing. You're you're in the weeds, you're busy, you're a day-to-day business owner, you're wearing multiple hats. Well, partnering with somebody like IGA, you now have somebody that their whole job is to add value to you on a monthly basis and give you these hard data. So now they're going to come in and say, Hey, yeah, this is your price point, but you're adding new services and you also have your overhead cost." And so I don't want them to skip over that. Um, so number one, two, three, we've got guys. Number four is collect. All right. We'll we'll breeze past this one a little bit, but you've got to collect the money. You need a system in place here as well. Um, you need to have some sort of routine for collecting. You can't just send them the bill, never follow up with them until 90 days later. That that's, I've been there. doesn't work out too hot. So collect, you need a system here. It needs to be efficient. You need to be able to easily replicate it whenever you onboard an admin. Step five, label it cash flow. Okay. So collect number four, number five is cash flow. This provides movement and progress within your company. So the cash flow provides the oxygen, the breath to be able to keep going, keep moving forward. So whenever you have that cash flow, you're getting progress. Now you're going to number six. Step number six is profit. So because you've collected, because of the cash flow, you now have profit. This progress provides you with our last step, which is margin. All right. And here is where, Zach, I want to camp out on just for a second. Mm-hmm. margin with all these steps is going to give you the ability to grow. It is going to give you the opportunity to reinvest in people, equipment, marketing, branding, 
anything that you deem necessary to scale your business and continue to move forward. Where? Yes, where can I jump I, in. That, that is yeah, so jump well in. Said. Go for it. Go for it. Um, what you just said there, profit and margin. Think of it as opportunity. Yes, I think too often, yes. you know, we hear we hear business owners and they're like, "Well, I don't just want to take all the money out for myself, or I just I just want to grow clients, or I just want to pay my guys well." Don't look at profit and margin as this thing to stay away from or something that is selfish. Profit and margin is what will allow you next year to buy new equipment for your guys, to give them raises, to bring on new team members, to spend money on marketing. And so I think like what you're saying, it all comes to a head here with profit and margin is you want a price so that you have enough profit and margin to give yourself opportunity. And that comes down to these steps and knowing your cost. So just, you keep going, Brent, but a great way to put it is no. profit and margin are opportunity for no, you. That's man. That is great. That is great. It is, it is affording you opportunity. And, um, mm-hmm. last, last year I really hovered around margin, um, and pushed it hard because I think the way I, I described it, and this comes from, uh, Greg Grishel. Do you know who that is? Oh yeah. Yep. Read a couple of books, listen to his podcast. He's good. Man, he is a solid leader and hopefully I say it correctly, but this is where I got it from. And it's margin provides the opportunity or it provides the opportunity to take advantage of things that are unseen. And so whenever mm. you have margin in your life, and that could be across all spectrums, it, it affords you some grace to take advantage of opportunities that are not yet seen. And so that's what we're talking about here. And I want to, I want to circle back around though on margin to people. So what we're saying, and, and one of the main pain points for all business owners is people. I can't find the right people. I, I struggle hiring them. When I do hire them, it's hard to retain them. It's hard to cast vision for them. What I'm saying here, guys, this is a circle. This is this is all feeding off of one another. One step leads to the next, which leads to the next. If you skip step one, which is know my cost, if you skip step one, not knowing your numbers, not knowing how long it takes you to do a job, not knowing what it costs you to perform that service, you are going to hurt yourself when hiring. You have to do all of these. They all build. They're all building blocks, one on top of the other. Because if you don't price correctly, you're not going to hit your margin goal. Your price is going to be off. You're going to have less profit. And thus you are not going to have the margin to be able to hire the right guy. Now you're, now you're just having to hire somebody cheap to continue this death cycle that you're in. You just need somebody. Well, yeah, you just need somebody right now, but really what you need is you need the right somebody, and you need a killer, and killers cost money. You have to incentivize killers. So that's what we're saying here is skipping step one and two and mispro- mispricing something or underbidding a job is also linked to your number one pain point, which is hiring. And uh, I don't know if you would agree with me, Zach, but that's that's my personal viewpoint on it, at least. Yeah, you're exactly right. It, it starts, you know, this one little blister festers and grows into this big giant issue is really like what you're saying. What happens is you're underpricing or you're overpricing, and it affects all of these headaches you owners face down the road. And what I would encourage you to do is 
get in some type of consistent routine. And for IGA, this is where we step in. We like to jump in and help owners like you guys who are super focused on being out in the field and training your guys like you're doing, Britt. We like to show you a monthly financial statement that's going to give you exactly what your costs have been every month of the year, year to date. So you kind of know, okay, here's what my costs are. Here's what my percent of revenue is. I probably need to keep pricing here or lower or raise it. So if you're consistently in that mindset of, I know my costs, I know what I want my margins to be, then going into your quoting process, you're going to have so much confidence and the data you need to make the right calls on that pricing. Man, man. Yeah, and that that alone, Zach, is going to make the biggest impact on, on these companies. Um, you, I mean, you said it right. I mean, in, in essence, it is how how much of every dollar I bring in am I keeping? If we want to boil it mm-hmm. down, if we want to remove the seven-step process, a guy's on a mower, he's like, screw that, I'm not taking notes. No, just listen to this piece right here. You need to know of every dollar you bring in, what do you get to keep? What do you get to take back home to mama and put on the table and say, we made 10 cents today for every dollar. Tell your wife mm-hmm. that and see what she says. She might slap you in the <laughs> face and be like, hey, let's <laughs> let, let's get back to the drawing board, bud. Let, let's start to figure, <laughs> let, let's figure out how, how do we quote better so that we can have a better lifestyle. And um, you, you said it right. Yeah, you do want to reinvest in your team and you want to give them a good life. Profit is not a dirty word. Profit is giving life to your family, giving life to your team, giving life to your business. And the only way to do that is to back into these numbers and start pricing correctly. Yep, you're well said, Brett. Every, think about it, every whatever 10 cents of the dollar you keep, that's that fuel that gives you opportunity we were talking about. Yep. And so being in the weeds of your, your numbers and your data, it really does help you guys. I know it seems overwhelming or daunting. If you don't want to hire somebody out to do it, you can do it yourself. It just You've got to get into those bank statements and your credit card statements and all of those things to, to add up and kind of summarize your expenses so you know where you're at and so you know what you can pay your guys and you know what you can do is really what it comes down to. Yep. That's awesome. That's awesome, Zach. Zach, man, drop some bombs on this growth segment, man. I appreciate you joining us, bud. Hey, it's always a pleasure, Brent. You killed it with your uh, your seven-step process there. I, I absolutely love it. I hope this hits home with owners. I know that I've talked to people quite a bit in the last few weeks, and this is, this is what they're focused on. You know, maybe you're coming into aerating seeding season or snow removal or whatever type of, you know, busy season you're coming into for fall or winter. And you guys are all talking about pricing. You know, I know it's on your guys' mind. It should be, it shouldn't be something to be scared of. It should be something, you know, you lean into because it is so important to your business. Man, that's awesome, Zach. Well said, man. Well said. Zachary Dean Miller, you, you're awesome, bro. Dropping some, some bombs on these guys. And I know you're out there hustling and bustling every day to add value to these guys. And what's cool, man, is you, you really are making an impact. Um, simply knowing Mm -hmm. your numbers and, and pricing correctly can, can change the course for, uh, for every small business owner out there. So Zach, I appreciate your time and and thank you so, Mm -hmm. so much for joining us. Yep. I always appreciate being here and Thank you to all your listeners for tuning in again. Keep listening to Brent. This guy's killing it in lawn care, and he cares, and he knows what you're going through. So always a pleasure to be here. 
Man, the, the pleasure is all mine, bro. Well, thank you, and uh, we'll, we'll be back with you guys again soon. If you don't mind, leave us a review on Apple Podcast. If you're on Apple, smash that subscribe button and um, leave us a five-star. Leave us some feedback. If you guys want to hang out with us, um, Zach and I can both be reached by looking up Lawn Care Leaders Podcast on Instagram, on Facebook, and that's where we continue a lot of the conversations. We DM you guys, and uh, we're always posting some some fun feed videos and just a a great place to uh, hang out as a community. So, guys, thank you so much. Keep at it. Keep growing your businesses, and we will be back with you soon.